You ain't gonna ticket them for stuff and then leave that on the street. You pick that shit up. And then put your fucking mask on. It's LAPD policy to have your mask on in public and around other LAPD employees. Did your parents ever tell you black people can't do these things to the police? My mom taught me how to do this shit. Hello and welcome to Here in L.A., Hollywood edition. This podcast will travel to every neighborhood in L.A. and talk with the people. Today we meet with William G., a righteous black man who films the police in and around Hollywood. He yells at the ones he feels are doing wrong posts his observations on Twitter, and then files hundreds of complaints against them. Recently, these police have begun to obey and listen to him. So let's follow suit and talk and listen to William G. So we are with William G. Is that how you want to be uh, known? Yeah, that works. Did you give your government name on Twitter the other day? No, no, no. (laughs) Okay, then we'll move on. So William G. That was just playing around with that. I mean, <laughs> if you look at how I spelled it, it was Phil M. Thapolis. So phonetically, it's film the police. Look at you. Just having a little fun. All right, good. Because I was like, this man is fearless, but now he might be going over the line. I mean, listen, they know who I am. And they're not going to call you out on Twitter. Not on Twitter. You are from New York originally. Originally. You came here... Because some of your family had been here, and you wanted to change a pace? I came out here to visit, kind of liked it, went back to New York, quit my job, came, drove across country, came here, and I've been here ever since. What attracted you to Hollywood? Uh, Runyon Canyon. I had a big dog, 135 pounds. Um, at the time, I was living down in Palos Verdes. I just wanted to get out of there, wanted to be closer to Runyon because I was driving up there every day. So I said, you know what, let me try to get within 10 blocks of Running Canyon. Found the place and you know, that was the main reason why. And then kind of fell in love with Hollywood over time. What is it about Runyon that you like? It's six blocks away from like the heart of Hollywood, you know, and you have this little oasis up there where you can get a great workout. If you have a dog like I do, it's the greatest place to bring a dog. It's free. You know, and it's a nice place to just kind of get away. Uh, it's a little treasure, you know. And when you look at the history of it, I think it was like either donated back in the 80s. Before that, you couldn't even get in there. And so now you have access to it. So, yeah, I mean, the place is the greatest. I love it. It's a little congested. Yes, it's become sort of trendy or whatnot. So I avoid the times that they go. They go at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I go early in the morning or later in the evening. Do you take the um, the hard route? Do you know the one I'm talking about? Where It's kind of unmarked and to the left, to the west. I run up the right towards like where the tennis court is, mm-hmm. run up there, run up to the top. And then I run to the very top. I like the horse trailer and stuff. Mm-hmm. I work my way down to the area that you're talking about to the left. I usually run down there, but I usually run that backwards. Whoo! For those of you who might only be listening to this, William's a handsome, tall, black man. And I think some of the reason that people may not like Runyon is it's guys like you that make them feel fat and out of shape because they are fat and out of shape. And their name is Tony Pierce. Oh, God. You forgot to mention the incredible views. Incredible views. I mean, I've been up there some days where I walked out of my house and it was cloudy. It was just thick fog. 
And I went running up to the top of Runyon. And right before I got to the top, I started breaking through the fog layer. And the next thing I know, I'm at the top of Runyon. And there isn't a cloud above me. I was looking down at the clouds. I just kind of wanted to jump over the edge into them. <laughs> but I mean, where else can you do that where I could just leave my house and within like 10 minutes or seven minutes, I can be at the top of a mountain. It, like it's, it's crazy. I don't know why anybody would hate on it. Listen, I get it. It's trendy and it's kind of small compared to like Griffith Park or if you go into the Santa Monica Mountains and, you know, to Mescal and whatnot. But still, it's right in the middle of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. It's a treasure. Okay, so what else is in the middle of Hollywood is about 10,000 cops. Less of them these days. <laughs> what do you mean by that? The number of officers in Hollywood on patrol is, has noticeably decreased. Noticeably. Where have they gone? I have no idea, but they're not there. It seems like whatever the number is, you know them. A lot of them. That's amazing to me. I think this is about just repetition. When you come in contact, when you tape six, 700 stops, and you tape the same officer 30, 40 times, you get to know them, you know, especially yeah. if you filed complaints on them, you get to know a lot about them. I can give you my bad numbers. I don't want care what you mean. I want your name and serial. I want your name and serial. I'm going to get it anyway. I'm going to go to OIG. I'm going to get it. But I'm going to say Okay, I'm, let me ask you a question. Don't ask me shit. I don't care. You're at, you're, I don't give a fuck. You're, you're I want his name. OIG, I want his fucking OIG. name. I want his fucking name. Yeah. I want his fucking name. All right, I got it. I want your card. I want your card. Give me your fucking card. Give me your card. Are you kidding me? I asked for your card. Give me your card. Give me your fucking card. So when you, when you uh, say to them... Well, I'm going to write you up anyways. Mm -hmm. Would you like to reveal how you know? Is it through the car? I don't have to have an officer's name to write them up. I can fill out a complaint as an unidentified officer. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to have it. And quite honestly, if they refuse to give me their name, that's a, something else I can write them up for. Nothing pisses me off more than somebody who refuses to identify themselves. I remember one day I was at a scene right next to the Hollywood station. Some lady cop blasted me in the face with a light. This officer, uh, Dalen, came over and told her to stop. And he's like, hey, William, William. I used to have a real big beef with this guy. At one time, I wanted to know his name because I felt like he was harassing me. He was. And he was just being a little shit. And I went up to the station to get his name. They refused to give it to me. I said, you know what? That's fine. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get a six-foot fat head, you know, poster of this guy. I'm going to stand in front of the station. And I'm gonna, we're going to find out who the hell this guy is. I'm going to put a thousand posters around Hollywood. And they kind of look at me like I was crazy or whatnot. But over time, I've he's actually probably one of the cop I like the best these days. Um, but I had a talk with him. It was like seven o'clock at night. I told him, I said, you know what? Nothing pisses me off more than when cops refuse to identify. It infuriates me. We had to talk about that. Two hours later, we had another scene and this guy, Diego, he, I know his name now, he refused to identify himself. And I'm sitting, sitting there screaming at him as they take off. And I'm like, you know, Dan was there working backup on that stop. And I said, like, Dalen, you see what I'm talking about? This is exactly what I mean. These guys refuse. Listen, first off, it's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. If I want to know your fucking name, be your name. You know, as a member of the public, I want to know your name. You're supposed to identify yourself. When you let cops get away with the little things, they're going to keep on going and going. You have to 
set some sort of boundaries mm-hmm. and let them know that it's unacceptable to break any rule. So, you know, if we want to have some sort of accountability, being able to identify an officer is crucial. Mm-hmm. So that it so for one, yeah, it really pisses me off. It's disrespectful when they don't give the name. So it's it's not performative when I'm screaming. I'm pissed. But don't you think that they look worse when they, for example, in Echo Park, I think it was last week, there was uh, an Asian cop who had like tape over his name badge mm-hmm. and he was just smiling at the camera. Yeah. Like, you, you can't find me. You know what? And you know why he did that? Why is that? Because nobody's going to write him up. Nobody ever does. Mm-hmm. Listen, the LAPD is not going to, they're not going to look at that and say, you know what, we're going to discipline this cop for that. What it's going to take is a public complaint. And at the end of the day, this cop isn't going to get in real trouble. Mm-hmm. But you have to file the complaint. You have to get that sustained complaint because he he violated LAPD policy. Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's an easily sustained complaint. Mm-hmm. But will anybody file that? Rarely does anybody does anybody actually do it. You have to file it, and like I said, they're not going to get in real trouble. They're going to get a sustained no penalty, but you get enough of those added into your file, and it makes a difference. If you have enough sustained complaints of certain types, you have to get, you'll go in front of a board of review, and then you're talking about real suspension. But more importantly, you have to let them know that you're just not going to let small things go, okay? Because I'm going to tell you, when I'm out there on the street, they're not letting small things go against black kids. What is your ultimate goal of yelling at the police? So yelling at the police, I, I gotta tell you, I rarely yell at the police. What? Example A is on my computer. Cover your fucking nose, cop. Hey, cop, follow the rules and cover the nose. Cover your nose, cop. Cover your nose, we're in a fucking pandemic. And half a million people are dead, cop. Cover your fucking nose, that's right, cover your fucking nose. Yeah, I mean, you see those, right? So. There are those, it, most of the time when I'm filming a stop, not a word is said. And there's a, there, there's a lot of understanding between I and the cops. They never have to say to me, hey, step back, go over there. If, there's a, if there are other people in the scenes, they usually say, hey, see where he is, watch what he's doing over there. We have a lot, I don't go in there and just blow up scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, screaming happens when I see something, even if I see them violate somebody's rights, violate a Fourth Amendment right, you know, they did a legal search. The reason for the stop was bogus. Doesn't mean I'm going to start screaming, okay? I'm My f- number one goal is to gather as much information. I When I'm sitting at a stop, you know, sometimes if somebody's talking in my ear, I don't want to hear anything. I want to listen to what's going on. I want to hear what the drivers are saying to the officers. I want to hear communication between officers. I want to listen to what I hear on their radios. I want to soak it all in. Because a lot of times when you get to the stop, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might see a guy handcuffed. And so I'm saying, okay, he's handcuffed. Let me look at the license plate. Is the license plate, does he have a license plate on the car? Okay. Yeah, he has a license plate. Is the registration expired? No, the re- registration's good. What do the tints look like? Okay. The tints look good. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out the reason for the stop, listening and stuff. If the cops want to cover their ass, they'll kind of let me know what's going on because they get loud. They're like, <laughs> you know, yeah, so tell your, you know, all, your probation officer that we treated you really well, you know, things like so, that. So they're saying it to you so that you, I'm sorry, they say it to them so that you can hear. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. One, I can I can pr- pull up video after video of that, and I'm not mad at that, you know, because it just it provides some context and it, it you know I can avoid blowing up on the situation. I appreciate it because I don't actually I prefer not to go yell at cops. I would I don't I yell at the cops and I'm pissed off for the rest of the night. Really? I'm not gonna sleep. Really? Yeah, I go I sleep four days a week, you know, because I get pissed off and then I just can't sleep and I'm just out there all night and just. And that I, you know, I get worked up. So I, I would rather not scream at the cops. Life is better when I'm not screaming at the cops. But then there are those times. Like I'm thinking of maybe a few weeks ago, I was on a scooter by in and out and there was another cop watcher and he heard something on a radio over on Whitley, they're called for backup. I'm like, all right, I'm going to head over there. And I get over, you can't take a scooter on the other side of Hollywood Boulevard. It, when you go on Hollywood Boulevard, they'll shut down the scooters. The, the electric fence. Yeah. Right. So I had to stop on the the south side of Hollywood Boulevard, get off the scooter and walk over to Whitley uh, to like the, where the motel is over there, about a half a block in. And as I'm walking up Whitley, when you're walking up from Hollywood Boulevard, it's dark, so they can't really see me coming. And I saw the cops over there just blasting these kids in the faces with their flashlights from only a few feet away, which is one... A violation of the rights. Two, it's incredibly disrespectful. What the hell are you doing that for? What, what's the, uh, what, on number one, you can't, the police can't flash you in the eyes with their flashlight? They can't, the police cannot obstruct, stop you from filming police activity. It's a oh, violation. So of the they, they were doing rights. this to people who were filming them? Filming them. I see. Okay. But at the same time, when, they, when, when you have a camera up near your face, you're getting hit in the face with it. I'm telling you, it's a really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the cops only like, coming up the street and the cops were, you know, retreated to the other side of the street. And then the kids saw me and they just started saying, Hey, yeah, started telling me what they were doing, how they were harassing me. And I was pissed off because I know these punk ass cops, Quintanilla, he's a punk ass cop. No, he's a little fucking pussy. I'm serious. I just, I can't stress that enough. And he knows he is too. He knows it. And he had some new partner because his last partner is not with the LAPD anymore. Podkowski, he's a little bitch. So he ran to the fire department. They're harassing these kids. These kids were out there defending the 70-year-old white guy whose car was they looked like he was about to be towed. They were just trying to find out what's going on, trying to get the guy up so he can come and bring the paperwork to save his car. And they were just harassing these kids. And these kids were upset. So I just laid into them, you know, because I, I, you know, there were some times when, yeah, I'm pissed off at that point. I just like, there, I, I, I kind of just... Everything goes black or red, and I just I, I'll just go off on a tangent. But at the same time, it's empowering to those kids because they've just been humiliated. They've been, you know, just they're hurt, you know, and there's nothing they can do because the cops did it to them, and what can they do? And then all of a sudden, some guy comes up here and just lays into the cops, and the cops sat there quiet as hell, looking stupid, like a little, bunch of little punks. And... You know, there's a power dynamic. These cops really feel like they're the bullies. They love, they get off on that. And so when you when you spin around that power dynamic and you throw it right into their face and you shut them up, it's good because the cops need to feel that, but it's good for the community because they need to know that, that you know, they can be ridiculed like that. You know, and what are the cops going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to arrest me? Go ahead, arrest me. That's going to feed my narrative even more. You know, because then you'll really never hear the end of my fucking mouth. Get your ass in there, you fucking pussy, and I'm gonna write your ass up, and I'm gonna write your fucking ass up. 
Has any police uh, threatened to arrest you? Never. And it sounds like they respect you. They uh, yeah. reluctantly. I mean, they may hate me or whatever, mm -hmm. but I know in roll calls they've been talking about me. Well, what I mean is, yeah, when when you when you approach a scene, yeah. and all of a sudden they behave, yeah. they act different. That's respect to me. Yeah, but I mean, well, any how they'll do that if anybody comes into the scene with a with a camera with a camera. Interesting. I mean, for the most part, maybe it's a little bit different with me because they know I'm gonna be a pain in the ass and be vocal about it. And you actually about. will write them up. I will one hundred percent write. And them. you know how to write them up. I know how. To you write them you up. know what they did wrong. Yeah. Meanwhile, I when when I was talking to uh, the uh, the captain, I didn't even know the right verbiage. I was saying, uh, they, so, listen, these cops don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. They don't know their fucking rules. I'm serious. The cops you, you really don't think I'm that they know? I'm, I'm, I'm being dead well, serious. Okay, but I'm being dead serious when I say there are a lot of cops who don't know the fucking laws. I'm not joking when I say that. I'm not. I'm just, I'm being dead serious. And there are a lot of defense attorneys who will say, yes, he's absolutely right. You know how many times I've been at scenes and I have been reading the LAPD policy to them verbatim and they're looking at me like, you know, how a dog will tilt their head and look. And they're like, no, no. I'm like, you know, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. I'm reading these things to them. Do you think that they know about the mask rule? All of them do, yes. Okay. So on that one, they're willfully ignorant. On that one, they don't want to wear the mask and they get caught. And what happens is they know that they're going to get ridden up anyway. So they're like, you know what? Let me just, you know, I'm not going to put it on now at all. I'm, you know, fuck you. I'm not gonna bow to you, and that's what I'm really gonna get into your face until you bow to me, or just make I'm gonna make a fool out of you. Which, speaking of, again with respect, and again something that, I mean, when when I when I retweet your tweets and I say I've not seen this before, I'm not kissing your ass. I have not seen, first of all, a black man yelling at the police to do something, and then he does it. Go down that street and clean up your horse shit, please. You guys got horse shit all over this fucking city. Everywhere I go, there's horse shit. That's a thousand dollar fine. That's a violation of the code. 62's Look at this. Yo, clean this up, man. Come clean up your fucking horse. Clean this shit up. I guess a week or two ago, police on horseback walking up Hollywood Boulevard. Their horses are pooping like horses do. I was under the impression that they don't have to pick up after their, their horses. Listen, if they walk down the street, if they shit in the street right now, or they have probably said during the course of the day when their horses have shit in the street, and somebody's approached them, they probably told them, we don't have to. Cops lie. I can't stress this enough. They say just random shit. They just make things up as they go along because nobody challenges them. People don't know the rule. So the cops will just say, oh yeah, I, you know, I can do that. So you knew that the rule was that they have to pick it up. I know that the, I think it's municipal code 66.25 says that What? They, well, I mean, no. Are you, I, I mean, when do you have time to read no, all this? No, I mean, uh, it's not me. It's like, you, I, there are plenty of people on Twitter who help me out. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. Adrian is ridiculous. He's the one who probably showed it to, he did show it to me. So it's like, people have helped me out with this. I, I and I use it against them. So once I know what the rule is. So, so my whole thing is I like to expose hypocrisy 
with the police, okay? we They are entrusted to enforce the rules with us, but they have to live, they have to abide by those same rules. Were you surprised when the cop Got off his horse. No, he was going to get off that fucking horse. I would have followed him for 10 blocks and he would, and it wouldn't have been worth it. I would have made him go back. He was, it was good that he did it then because it was better than him going three blocks down and I'm screaming at him all the way up and down Hollywood Boulevard to clean up his horse shit. I would have taken it until he got put the horse in the trailer. I would have spent the next two hours because honestly, I've been looking for them. You go around over by my neighborhood and there's horse shit there all the time. You know, these fucking horse shit pies baking in the sun in the street you know who wants to see that and you know and i started thinking to myself you know my mind i'm thinking okay so they have four houses out there today they're here like three days a week you know they're probably shitting like four five maybe six pounds a day and i started doing a math for like how many tons of horse shit are added to the streets of hollywood and we got enough problems you know yes, we don't we do. need all that horse shit <laughs> and enough aromas yeah, you know, and it's like, come on, and then, you know, you know, if my, I, you know, I have a dog. I clean. I, I diligently clean up after my dog. That's right. You know, and if I don't clean up after my dog, it's a five hundred dollar fine the first time. That's right. Seven fifty hundred seven hundred fifty dollar fine the second time. A thousand the third time plus a hundred dollar fee from the city to come clean it up. So, cops, yes, you have to clean up your horse shit. My thing is, I, I hate seeing cops on horses. Why? Why is that? Well, first off, it just it just get. What's the purpose of it, all right? Intimidation. Yeah, yeah. Intimidation, right? You can't transport anything or people with it, right? Well. Uh, unless you're in Texas, then you can <laughs> throw a noose around somebody and just drag them along, you know? But you can't, you, you, you can't really, like, make an arrest. It's not like you see crime. Let me jump off my horse. What do you tie? You have to tie the horse up to something. There's nothing you can do. And then, like, you know, you only get one horsepower, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> no, you raise a good point. If 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 two dudes start shooting at you and you're on a horse, what the hell are you gonna do? Right, Maybe the Wild West. You're gonna <laughs> That's fall. right. It's, so it's all show. It's it serves two purposes, right? Here's what I see them do during the course of the shift. They go around and they target the homeless like crazy. That's all they do and write them up, which is so pointless. Okay, let's give a hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollar tickets to people who don't have any money, whose priority will not be to pay that ticket. Mm -hmm. It will just end up becoming a warrant. And they're going to get incarcerated. And for what? And so I was at, when that scene happened, they were ticketing guys from, for loitering. And then he goes and he starts galloping off and then his horse starts shitting. No, you're not going to ticket them for loitering and then think you're going to get away from this. And I got to say, I think that's what did it for him is that you knew the whole story. I, I, have, I, I have written their, his ass up for it before. I have seen him out in the city, took pictures of it, then saw his horse blocks away from where I took pictures, two and two, it's his horse, and ridden him up for it. So he's been served with that. When did you start all this? A year ago. What made you start? George Floyd's killing. I was pissed off, but that's not the reason why I got into it. I got into it because when they had the curfew, they put the curfew in place after a couple of like little, you know, they had looted some place and tore some shit up. It was like 4.30 curfew and I'm sitting at or something like that, five o'clock curfew. And they said- In LA? Yeah. 
It was probably oh oh oh. This was when June Fairfax 2nd. was getting ripped up in yeah. Melrose and stuff. Yeah, they okay. put a curfew in place for a few days. Where they said yes, they did. And what happened was at four thirty hit, and everybody was at a protest down like Hollywood and Vine, and they started rioting. The curfew hit, and they just went and started just tearing. Just there were a million people out. What happened was a lot of people were trying to get out of there. You could not get an Uber. No Uber driver was coming, and so they were stuck. And so they were fleeing Hollywood and Vine as they were just being shot up with pepper balls by the sheriffs. Mm-hmm. And I come out of I was I was on my block to protect my block from being smashed up by you know whoever. And it I was sitting in my car, and at a certain point, not much scares me. I'm like, but this shit is getting hairy. I I hear the sirens. I hear think pop 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 pop. And I start making my way to my building, 100 feet. Sheriff pulls up and he's ready to shoot me in my back with a pepper ball. But a neighbor's van was like in the way obstructing it. And so he kept moving on. And so then I went and looked down the street and they kind of kettled this group of kids in from at the corner of Citrus and, uh, and Fountain from three different directions. And from all three directions, you know, they had the guys were hanging out the passenger side window hanging out and just let off pepper balls and shot those kids up, about 10 of them. Then one of the sheriff's cars drove right through the crowd and hit one of the kids. I couldn't believe it. I went inside my gate because they came up my street. Then next thing I know, there was a kid just laying there. He couldn't move. And I'm looking down at him. He was probably 17. He had a pink hat on. He had braces. And the first thing he said to me is, I thought this was supposed to be nonviolent. And... From that moment on, it was, I was, I guess, radicalized. You know, I just, and so I, I went to like protests and, you know, just going up against the sheriffs and just being on skirmish lines. I didn't give a fuck. And I was like, you know, I was pissed off. I'm like, you know, protesting is not, this is a pep rally. Right? It's not good enough. So I'm like, how am I going to get these motherfuckers back? I was looking on Twitter and I saw an article about this Twitter account called LAPD Unmasked and how they were asking people to send pictures in of cops who weren't wearing masks. I'm like, you know what? That's right. They're supposed to wear masks. They weren't. I never see them wearing them. My fucking next door neighbor is a fucking Hollywood cop and I've never seen him one time ever wear a mask. Fucking having COVID parties and shit. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to take some pictures and I'm going to send it in to him. So I was walking to the ATM and something popped up and it said backup called Sunset in Orange. And I'm like, that's by IHOP. I'm like, there's no protest going on. Let me see what's going on over there. I go over there and I'm watching stop. I'm like, okay, his cops don't have a mask on. Anderson doesn't have, he has his mask on his body camera. I know his name now. Um, I'm like, I'm just going to film this and write him up. And as I'm watching it, I'm watching the kids that they had pulled over and they're unhappy. Like, and they're not like scared. I can see him talking to the cops. I could swear I heard him say, like, you know, this isn't right what you're doing. And I'm like, you know, something's not right. And so when the stop was over, I asked them for their cards. I was like, I want your cards. I want everybody's cards here. I want everybody's cards. And they took off in my face. It was Escoval's stop. So this is the, like, one of the cops I can't stand the most. And they just took off. And one of the cops said, uh, get out of here or something like that. And I was thinking to myself, I'm never getting out of here now. You should never have said that. I'm never going to get out of here now. But then the kids came over and told me that they were stopped because like a mile before they had not gone 
The cops said they failed to yield to a pedestrian. But the next thing, they're pulled out of their car and put against the wall and searched. You know what? Failure to yield to a pedestrian, that happens at every single intersection in LA all day long. I walk outside, that's going to happen to me 10, 15 times. The cops do it to me all the time. Are you kidding me? And you have them pulled out of the car and searching the car? It's not right. And I realized, you know, I thought I was just going to snap some pictures of the cops with their masks off and then like file complaints on it or whatever. But that led to me watching what was happening during the stops and I was just blown away. I didn't, I always knew there would be police misconduct. I didn't think it would be so out in the open. I'm watching all these people being handcuffed and I'm like, for what? For not using a blinker? For, for not coming to a complete stop at a stop sign? How do we get from there to handcuffs? How do we get from there to search in their car? And if you ever see a Hollywood cops, they don't just search your car. They're going to search the front seat, the back seat, the trunk. Then they're going to go and look, get down the ground and look in the wheel wells and under the car. Then they're going to lift up your hood and check the engine block. Like I've never seen that, but that's what's happening over minor little traffic infractions, but it's happening to black people. And you know how they feel after that? First off, those aren't quick. Those are 30, 45 minutes, an hour long. They're against the wall in the cold, handcuffed. People walking by, looking at them. People walking by, snapping pictures. I'll blur them out. A lot, most, a lot of other people aren't. And then you have these assholes on Citizen just putting, blasting the information out there. And everybody's assuming that they're part of some sort of felony. And they just pulled over some minor traffic infraction. You know, when they're done with that, they're not just, the cops go about their business. That's it. They're on to the next stop. They're hurt. They're hurt for that night. They're hurt for that weekend. They're hurt for a week. They're, they're hurt forever. They're telling their friends about it, their family. They're pissed off. Like it, it, it makes them toxic. And it just turns everybody off. And it's not right. West Hollywood compared to Hollywood proper, law enforcement. Night and day. How so? I have never been able to write up a Hollywood sheriff. Their stops are fast. They do a stop, that thing's going to be over in two minutes. LAPD stops somebody, that stop can be 25, 30, 40, 50 minutes an hour. They're slow. So they're patrolling West Hollywood. They don't really want to piss off the residents, so they're not ultra-aggressive, nor do they probably have serious crime there also. So you're not going to have those pretextual stops. I've watched them pull people over for lack of license plates, headlights out, and they pull them over and say, hey, you got to get that fixed, okay, and over in 90 seconds. That would have been a handcuffing and search with the LAPD. So I, I go to these stops. I've only had an issue with really one cop because he got mad at me filming. I remember him from the summer. He wanted to go uh, pepper spray me during that same march. Um, but some girl jumped in, little young girl jumped in front of me and protected me and told him, don't you even think about it. And he sees me on stops and he's just always like growling at me. He has some shit to say to me. And he's the only one that actually has something to say. The other cops, they always say to me, hey, what's your YouTube? I'm like, oh, I don't really go on YouTube. They, they're, they're into that. They like, want, they're actually super kind to me and super helpful. And so they're not aggressive in their policing. They're nothing like, but 
that's the only sheriff department that you're going to find that. Only in WeHo. That's unique. That's not the way you can expect you go into an unincorporated area, you go into Compton or East LA. It's going to be a different fucking animal. That's right. So that's, right. that's the difference between the policing in West Hollywood. I like I said, I can't find a reason to write them up. It's everything's too quick. Even if like they recover a stolen car, they'll have they'll they'll make that stop, have that stolen car and everything out of there in five minutes. LAPD, they'll be there for hours. New Year's Eve, you are walking, I believe, west on Hollywood Boulevard, um, past uh, Hollywood and Highland, really close to the Chinese Theater, and you see two police officers without masks, and you yelled at them that they were on patrol to make sure that other people had masks on. This is all true? Well, not to have masks on. They were shutting down the street. All right, so... I was curious as to what was going to happen on New Year's Eve. The last major police event that we had was on Halloween. And I was there and it was a lot of drama on the boulevard that night. It was just some funny stuff happened. But there were a zillion cops and they were all masked up. And I was I was like, yeah, you know, I won this one, you know. <laughs> That's right. You all have your fucking mask on. Keep your fucking mask on. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so I expected the same thing. And I honestly didn't want a drama-filled night. I just wanted to walk to Hollywood and Vine to go get a Frappuccino at like 7 o'clock with my dog. You know, it was, it's our a routine. And I didn't want to see any cops. I walked there in a way that I would avoid, like, I didn't want to see any police stops. You know, I'm usually just like hunting for them. That night, I just didn't want any drama. So I took the long prey all the way down. I knew I would walk past the police station, but you don't see police stops around a police station. So I just took that all the way down. I'm like, I just have to just make the vine and then cut up to the to Starbucks. I get over there and I look in the window of Starbucks and there's a cop in there with no mask on, right? We're looking at each other face to face. And I'm annoyed by it because I know all these Starbucks people, the workers. I'd seen that store shut down three times because of COVID. You know, right around that time, they had been shut down and this cop wasn't wearing his. So I went in there and I went to the store. I don't have it on tape, but I yelled at him. You know, his name is Garcia. Uh, he told me, put your fucking mask on, you know. And I was pissed off. Now I'm pissed. Now I'm pissed. So then I'm like, you know what? Let me walk home down Hollywood Boulevard. And as I'm walking, I go a few more blocks. I get over by like Schrader, where the Hustler store is. I see a bunch of cops sitting in the middle of the street with their masks off. And I yell at them, put your fucking mask on. And they're just like looking at me like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess they, they brought cops in from out of the area mm. because it was a major, you know, they're going to have, a, they flooded the area. They were shutting down Hollywood Boulevard. No car traffic was allowed because they wanted to avoid crowds to prevent the spread of COVID. So they were shutting down the street to prevent the spread of COVID as they couldn't bring it upon themselves to wear fucking masks, which is so annoying, you know? And I keep on walking down and I get down to Highland and I see some cops, they just bust a U-term and they come right over to where I am and they get out of the car, three of them with no masks on. And I'm like, you know what? 
You're going to do that right in my fucking face? You're going to have the nerve to do that? And so I started filming. And it was a sergeant. It might have been two sergeants and a, and a police officer. And I'm filming him for three, four minutes, like 10 feet away from him, like dead ass. It's, it, at that point, it's a little performative. I'm like, you see me fucking filming. React. Put your fucking mask on. I don't have to say it. And then they kind of looked at it. And then I, finally, I said, you know what? You guys, we're shutting down this street because of COVID, but you, got, you, you don't have your mask on. And the sergeant starts waving his mask at me, which it really pissed me off, you know? So I screamed at him, right? And I'm pissed off. So I go home. And I'm pissed off. And I'm like, you know what? I want to go for a jog. I'm like, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm telling my girlfriend, I'm, I'm not going to Hollywood Boulevard. I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm going to stay away from the cops. So I went for a run and I start running up by Runyon. And I'm like, you know what? Let me run down Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I got over by the Chinese Theater and I saw like... 20 cops in a circle. None of them had their masks on. And I was trying to film it. It was hard because my phone was all sweaty. I had been running. And it was dark where the Chinese theater is. So it wasn't, I couldn't get a good tape job. And as I'm doing it, these two assholes come walking past me with no mask on. And I see one of them whisper to him like, oh. So I start following him. I'm like, you know, put you, you know, trying to shame them to put their masks on, you know? Um and they wouldn't do it. They just they didn't have them with them, so they they didn't know what to do. And they tried walking up the dark street. I guess that would be what Sycamore or was it North Orange? And they're walking up there to try to avoid me, and I'm screaming and shit, and I'm pissed off because it's disrespectful. They're shutting down the fucking boulevard because of COVID. You can't even put your goddamn mask on. Also, where they're walking, there's they're they're running away from you. They were running. There was no purpose of going up that street. <laughs> Where are they going to go to the Wait, Magic Castle? Exactly. There was nothing up there. I was laughing at them for that. And so then I saw that and I left there and I went up the street more and more people with no masks. And I, I started running up Hollywood Boulevard and I tore that fucking street up. I tore that damn street up. I screamed at so many cops. I just laid into them. I see to my right, I see uh, uh, there's only one car in the street. And it's a black uh, charger. So I figured it was Captain Lori. He's riding next to me. I didn't know if he wanted my attention. I didn't really want to deal with it. And then I come back and this one cop's going over to a car that had, I guess the girl was on a cell phone. As he had no mask on, he's screaming in her face. So I start yelling at him. I laid into him. But he's yelling at her for not taking, you know, not, she shouldn't be on her cell phone while operating a vehicle. I'm looking at the next day at Lori's Twitter account. He's taking pictures from the same damn intersection while he was operating his vehicle. So it's like those little that little hypocrisy. But yeah, I tore that street up that night. I spent about an hour just screaming at him. Would you ever work for the police? Fuck no. Would you ever work as a consultant for the police? No. You don't want to get paid for this? No. I'm not going to get paid. I don't want, I don't want to get... You're providing a service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My service... You know, you watch grown men cry because they've been pulled out of their car because they're sitting in the passenger seat while their wife gets ice cream and that car is one foot in the red. And I'm telling them, well, I'm going to make them pay for this. I'm going to promise I'm going to make them pay for this. That's my motivation right there. And I don't really want to get paid off of his hurt. Seeing these kids hurt and demolished, I don't really want to. I don't feel good about that. You know, I don't care. This It costs me money. These these rental cars cost money. 
And scooters, they cost me $150, $200 a week. I probably spend $400 a week on this what? shit. Why don't you just buy a scooter? Um, what if the battery dies? I'm across town. You can get a... I have some chargers I'm going to give you. No, you just get a line. You get a day pass, right? You can get it unlimited use for $25 or whatever. And you just go from line to line to line to okay, line. Okay, all right, okay. I'm trying to help you, man. Yeah, it just... Because you are providing a service. Hollywood is better because of you. Uh, ho Hollywood policing is better because... That's what I'm saying. Well, listen, I'm going to say another thing, right? I, I was up and down Hollywood Boulevard this weekend. I didn't see one cop. I mean, I didn't see one cop while I was out there. Not one. Not one on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Not one cop. That never would have happened six months ago. Six months ago, I would have walked out there and I would have seen five stops happening simultaneously. And there would have been a million other cops circling around. And the tourists all say, wow, they're swirling around. This is, what's going on out here? And I say, this is every day on Hollywood Boulevard. They're like, this like this every day? I'm like, it's like this every single night. There have been so many times I've gone out there and I say, okay, which one of these stops am I going to choose? There's four of them. Which one? Do, I have to pick. Which one am I going to choose? Well, Escobar's over there. I might as well go to Escobar's. You know, that's how it used to be. It's not like that. But you know what? I used to see people get shot on Hollywood Boulevard last year at this time. And I saw a guy get shot in the stomach or a fake Rolex. You know, I saw some guys get shot right in front of the chicken or in front of like uh, Popeyes sitting in their car. There was a lot of a lot of guns stuff going on. You're not there's. I haven't seen the bid reports yet. You can't tell me anything. Crime. They've removed those cops from Hollywood Boulevard in the last three four months. If you walk down Hollywood Boulevard at night during the last three four months, you're hardly going to see a cop. And you're not going to see any flashing light stops. It's just, these used to be stops. You're not going to even see them. I, the only time, because Hollywood Boulevard is my favorite street. Yeah. And I love going at night because I like crazy people. These people were so crazy. They were, this was in front of that, that chicken place that uh, on the north side of the street, the good chicken. Um, what do you call it? The Chicago place. Um, that guy's from Chicago? That's a Chicago chain. So it's like I a, didn't know right, this. right before North Hudson. Like right before the pizza yeah, place and yeah. all the restaurants. It's only black people in life. Harold's line. Chicken. Harold, there you go. Yeah, so originally a Chicago. I didn't know this. Yeah. Really nice car. They're kind of changing the tires, and so these cops just show up. <laughs> they're just they're just watching, because they're like, "You're gonna fuck up. You're gonna say something. One of your buddies is gonna come." What kind of car was it? It was I, it was it was kind of like a newish car. Very shiny. I mean, it's Hollywood Boulevard, right? I have no idea why they're changing tires. <laughs> but it's just weird. It's Hollywood weird, you know? And so that's, to your point, that's the only time that I've seen police doing police work. I'm telling you, the last three, four months are gone. I won. They told me as much. I've had individual cops say, hey, yeah, so you've pretty much won. They're gone. That task force is gone. They've been the problems. You know, they're the ultra-aggressive ones. But you want to know something? I guarantee crime is down on Hollywood Boulevard. Down. Well, once all the, all the bars open up. Even with the bar... Okay, listen. Last year during COVID, a lot of those bars weren't open. Right. And the crime was out of control over there. Be, be, I think because of unemployment. Part People of, had no money at all. Part of it... You have to think the crowd changed on Hollywood Boulevard. If you come down Hollywood Boulevard and you see a million police stops happening and cops swirling around, you're saying this place is not safe. There must be so much crime. What the hell is going on over here? Are you going to bring your family down there at 9 o'clock at night? 
But the cops have abandoned. You know cops have abandoned Hollywood Boulevard. You know what you're going to see out there at, at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday night? You're going to see some low riders going down the street, making U-turns. You know who's in those low riders? Families. Before they make a U-turn in the middle of the street, it's illegal. Sure, it's illegal. They would have been handcuffed and all that. Now they're not being harassed. I've seen these kids on the motorcycles. Listen, they were going around and- We, we saw them the other day. The last time we hung out. Yeah. And they, loud as can be, yeah. begging the police to come and get and them. The cops won't touch them now. They used to harass them. They won't. They, won't. they do wheelies right in front of the cops. They won't touch them. They let them do it. Listen, they crack their heads open. Oh, that's right. You filmed that. You Full-size motorcycles do Full, wheelies. No, I've seen 500 going down that street. I didn't get it on tape, but no, I mean the cops aren't the cops are not stopping anybody. And you know what's happening? People are having fun and fam if you go down that street at night, families are there. There's not a whole lot to do. Some of the stores are really crummy, especially at eleven o'clock at night. There's not a whole lot. You know what there is? Families walking up and down the street, laughing at the things they're seeing, looking at the the, the low riders go by, looking at the motorcycles, looking at the shows. Lo the, what we love about Hollywood Boulevard, the oddball stuff. I love how Hollywood Boulevard. I'll go over there, Hollywood Boulevard and Whitley at two thirty in the morning is where I want to be. Free entertainment. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna talk to every everyone else. People are great. I'm gonna talk to them. Yeah. Have the best conversation. I must be out there for an hour and a half just talking. My that's Hollywood. That's the real Hollywood. When the tourists aren't around, the people the people that I know on the street, all of them, they know me, I know them, we love each other. That's Hollywood. That's the community I know. But like I said, since the cops are gone, that's allowed to flourish. That's growing now. So I, at first I was saying, you know, it makes no sense. Less cops, how is crime going down? Well, because you're bringing in a whole new crowd of people. When you have a crowd of people and you have, yeah, do you have mischief worked in there? If you have a bunch of 20 gangbangers and there's only 20 people on the street and they're all 20 gangbangers, they're going to end up fighting at some point. You have 20 gangbangers and you have a thousand tourists out there and they don't even see each other. They're not fighting. They're not doing any of that. Families are out there just thinking, okay, you know. So it's the lack of policing out there to me has reduced the type of people that are out there, which then reduces crime. Can I quantify that yet? No. Like I said, I know crime is down. I look forward to getting, you know, I get a, I find a way to get a, my hands on those bid reports. I'm going to keep on checking them week after week, month after month. And if I see that crime is down with less cops on the street, then what does that do to the LAPD narrative? That we need more cops. Because you know what? We increased the budget. And it went, the murders went up 20%. And we increased our budget again, and murders went up another 20%. So if it's directly, if you think more funding directly correlates into less violent crime, well, that's proven not to be the fact. And if I can prove here that reducing the number of cops on the street, I'm not saying it's it, it, it didn't lead to increased crime. Well, you've lost your narrative yes. on why you need more funding. William G., thank you so much, my man. <laughs> And then you have that P3 right there who doesn't put his fucking mask on. How many times has this happened? In Quintanilla, you fucking never do. How many times have I written your ass up? 20? You gotta be one of the dirtiest fucking cops on the street. Biased policing, illegal searches, handcuff protocol violations, you're full of that shit. Your partner's out of this fucking station now. You're next. What's next for us? Well, we're gonna talk to about another half dozen people about Hollywood and what it means to them and the experiences that they've had. Today's episode was produced by 
Jordan Katz and myself, Tony Pierce. Editing, mixing, and music supervision by Jordan Katz. Songs by Jordan Katz and Orgone. Weren't they good? Thank you so much. Please tell all your friends. Spread the word. Spread the love. And keep being cool.